Yeah. 
shepherds, why these jubilee? Why your joyous days were long? What the glad some tidings be, which inspire your every song. magnify your name, O oh God. We bless your holy name. Come on, the king is here. The king is here. Just lift up your hands. Lift up your hands and just worship. We bless the name of Jesus. A thousand generations falling down and worship to sing song of angels to the land and all have gone before us and all will believe sing the song of angels to the land your name is the highest your name it's the greatest your name stands above the
Forever, He will be. 
presence of God is in this place the presence of God father we thank you for your presence we thank you for your presence this morning the Bible says the seek of such that can worship in spirit and in truth lift up your hands and just just bask in his presence just bask in his presence we worship you father we worship you, Father. We worship you. We worship you. Yeah. We worship you, God. Come on, open your mouths and worship. We worship. There's nothing more I could ever come close. No thing can compare. You are leaving. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love. When my heart becomes free and my shame is all Your presence, Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your Where my big 
overcome by your presence. To be overcome by your presence. Let his presence overcome you. To be overcome by his presence. Let his presence in. Dwell in his presence. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Dwell in this place. Holy Spirit. Saturate this place. Holy Spirit. Father, we pray that this morning we would have such an encounter with your spirit. Wonders will happen by your presence. In the name of Jesus. Come on, worshipers. Could you give him a sound of worship this morning? If you could raise your voice and give him a shout of praise. Father, we want more of you, more of your spirit. More of who you are in the fullness of it. More of you. More of you. We want more of you. Because without you, we are nothing. We want more of you. We want to be molded by the Spirit of God. More of you. Come on, church, one more time. Could you give Jesus a shout of praise? Well, we welcome you this morning to Liberty Bible Fellowship Church. You may take your seats. We have a packed program this morning. have a PAP program. Uh, if the Sunday school is here, they can make their way up. The Sunday school, they have a they have a presentation. But first time visitors, if you're here with us for the first time, second time, could you please stand? First, second time visitor. Come on, Liberty. Amen. Give them a round of applause. for being with us on December 17th. We appreciate it that you have taken your time out this Sunday morning to be here with us. And you couldn't be in any other place than in the presence of God. Our doors are open to you, for you. This is Liberty Church. 10 a.m. every Sunday morning, we're here. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we have our prayer line from 8 to 9. There's a number that you will you could dial in and you'll be in tune for that hour with prayer and the word. It's an encouragement if you have time to make it. Fridays at 8 p.m., we have youth service. But I don't think we'll have youth service this week because of the Christmas holiday. Tonight... At 5 p.m., we have our annual Christmas dinner. 
tonight at 5 p.m., we have a, a good amount of people that registered, and I believe most of you are coming. We have about 400-plus people that will be with us tonight. Come on, give God some praise for that. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have good fellowship, good food, and just a good time to be with everyone. So, yes, the address, the, the venue is at Golden Terrace Banquet Hall. It's about 10 minutes away from here, the church. It's on Atlantic Avenue. So we will see everyone tonight at 5 p.m. If the Sunday school is ready, they could come in. Could you put your hands together for our Sunday school? Come on, Liberty, you could do better than that. This is our next generation coming up. These kids are brave. Tonight at the, at the venue when you come, there is valet parking. So tonight when you get to the Golden Terrace Hall, there will be valet parking outside.
Come on, Liberty, give them another round of applause, please. And also for our Sunday school teachers and our Sunday school superintendent, Sister Rishma. Every week, they, they plan to teach our kids and to teach the kids and the youths of this church. And that's a very important task because they're educating them about our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. And it's one of the most important things that we could do. Teach our kids at a very, very young age about who their Savior is. One more time, if you give it up for the Son of School Department. Also for our kids. I would like to introduce a very special man. We're all very special. But um, he's a walking testimony, and we just want to ask Brother Dale if he would just come to the stage to share what's on his heart and his testimony. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. It feels so good to be in the house of the Lord. I know I have missed, you guys haven't seen me for a couple of weeks, and that is only because God has been good to me. Amen. Uh, most of you guys, I'm going to go briefly for those of you that didn't see my testimony or heard my testimony. Back in April, I was, I was shot point blank range uh, by a gunman that um, he shot me and the bullet was lodged between my, my liver and my pancreas. And my pancreas was damaged. Um, every time 
the goodness of God. And every time I think about this situation, it's, it's a miracle that I'm standing here before you. I see people die, you know, every day from gunshot wounds. But when somebody come up close range on you and shoot you with the type of bullet that I was hit with, and when the doctors stand over you and tell you that they didn't know what to do, and when you go into surgery and they bring you back up from surgery and still don't know what to do, but God. And it's, it's, it's amazing the things that God can do because like how I'm living today and I'm still healing. As you guys can see, my stomach was way bigger than this when I came out. Came out with, I had about seven, eight tubes in me. I'm still down to one tube. It's being a little pain, but it's going to go. Um, I remembered, I went through 15 different surgeries to live. 15 different surgeries, procedures that they had to go in. They had to cut me. I remember they was coming every, twice a week. My stomach had a big hole in it. And I was wondering, I said, my God, how is this thing going to heal? My mom remember when I laid on that table there with my stomach cut open for days with just a towel over it. I went through so much that God has brought me through. I didn't eat for over two months. I was getting a liquid through a tube. I lost so much weight. I remember when I was in that hospital that the enemy kept tempting me. Every time I closed my eyes, it's like I was fighting a fight and God was with me every step of the way because every time I closed my eyes in that hospital room, I would the devil would try to take me into places. I remember one time I closed my eye and he took me into a room and when I got into the room, the guy was sitting there. He had his legs crossed. He was smoking a cigar. He had a, a dark glasses on and he opened the door. He said, in here you can do anything you want. And when I went into there, it was like Sodom and Gomorrah. And I looked and I said, no, I don't want to indulge in any of this. This is not of me. And I actually thought I could walk because I was getting up and walking out of my hospital bed. And every time I walked out of my bed, he would take me to a club. He would take me to different places. But God has had his angels there protecting me throughout that time in our hospital. I spent 90 days. I couldn't walk for two plus months in the hospital. I asked the doctors, I said, why is it I have an entry date, but there is no expected release date? They never gave me a release date because they didn't expect me to walk out the hospital. I seen God work with miraculous miracles. I am so grateful to the man of God. Pastor Joe and his wife took the time out. Even when I didn't used to come to this church. They took the time out and they came and they visited me at the hospital and they prayed with me and the man of God prophesied over me. He said, you will live and you will not die and you will come out and you will preach the gospel and you will tell the world about your testimony and what God has done for you. And I have seen God work miracles. And when I got out, I told you guys about the dream that I had of the man of God, that when I was go walking through the wilderness and I was going down a path. It was like I was going down an alleyway that I normally take the same path all the time. And as I'm walking down the path, that little voice said to me, don't take this path today. There is danger on this path. Take a different path. 
And when I, say, I, say, I listened to the voice and I said, you know what, I'm going to listen to the voice. I took the different path. And when I, I went up in the tree, when I looked, when I got in the top of the tree and I looked in the path, there was a big grizzly bear coming through that path. And then the voice, I said, wow. I said, what if I didn't listen to the voice? I would have went through that same path, that, that same road of destruction that I was going down. And the devil was waiting there to tear me apart. And that's when I had the revelation. And I ran across the field. And I went into a building that looked like a school. And when I went into one classroom and I came out, I seen Pastor Joe down the hall sitting at another classroom. And I ran and I said, Pastor Joe. I said, what are you doing? He said, we're having church. I said, Pastor, I cannot wait to come to church. And he said, we're waiting for you. We have a seat for you. And I funked myself in church two weeks after I left the hospital, 90 days. God has kept me. And one day, I'm going to show you guys the extent of what I was going through. We don't have the time now. But I'm going to show you a video. And I'm going to show you what some of the things that God kept me through. And when I called on God on that fateful day. When I thought my life was going to be over, he sent his angels to protect me. And just like he did it for me, he can do it for any one of you. All you have to do is put your faith in him. That's all you have to do is trust him. Because anything that you ask of God, as long as it's according to his will, he will deliver. I love each and every one of you. God, one more thing I want to say. Sometimes God take your situation and turn it around. I was living with my mom before this situation happened. I, you know, I was with my wife. We was in the basement apartment. And through the glories of God, that's why a mother's love. And when I think back of how, how uh, Moses, when I think back of the story of Moses, how his mother hid him and protected him. And then he came back years, you understand, later to save a nation. You know, I, I, I thank God for my mother. You know, everybody can say that they have... You know, the best mother in the world, but I thank God for my mother if it wasn't for her love. You know, since I came out of this situation a month later, I've never seen, I've never seen a house close on so fast. But my mother bought me a big house, three bedrooms, basement, the big two-car garage, big yard. It's so beautiful for me and my family to live in because she said... I want my son to live. I want you out of this neighborhood. That's why you don't see me every week because I'm living about two hours away. You know, and I live in a great community. And God has been good. I haven't been able to work, but God has been sending checks in the mail that I wasn't even expecting. So when you trust God, he will provide for you. Trust God, he will provide for you. Don't give up on God and he won't give up on you. Thank you. God, to God be the glory. Every time I hear that testimony, I get goosebumps. Just, just imagine Brother Dale on the floor and that gun was about to finish him. But it did not go off. Because the Bible says that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. The weapon has been formed and it has been used, but it shall not prosper. Because the resurrection power that rose Jesus from the grave resides on the side of, inside of you. If you have breath in your lungs today, God still has a purpose and a destiny and a calling and you cannot give up because he is the author and he's the finisher of your faith. 
So I just want to encourage someone to just keep pressing on and keep going. Although it might seem tough and it might seem hard, God has a perfect plan for your life. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. In the mighty name of Jesus, and your best days are ahead of you. God has a perfect plan for your life. And I can't wait to see what else he has in store for you. Could we just give Jesus some praise this morning? The miracle worker. Our protector. I would like to call on Pastor Carlos Mason. He is family to us. He has traveled from Barbados to be here with us for the holidays. He is no stranger to this house. So could you please put your hands together as he comes and greets us. shot, but I was born with a serious uh, condition, I'm just being pleased to tell you that one day, one day I went to the, uh, my doctor, my general practitioner, not the cardiologist, but the general practitioner, and I told him that I have a disease, a heart disease, called hypertrophy, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. And he laughed. He laughed because he said, you are still living? I should have been dead at the age of 18. But you can't imagine how old I am now. <laughs> God is good. That is good. And so I, I'm here spending Christmas with my family. Um, I have been to this church, but nothing like this. And I see what God is doing, what is God is doing in this church at Liberty. Amen. Amen. I want to share a song with you. I'm glad that Jesus came, aren't you? I'm glad that Jesus came. Down from his glory, ever living story. My God and Savior came 
Thank you very much, Pastor Mason, for that. You'll hear from him tonight at the Christmas dinner again. Two announcements. Next week, Sunday, is Christmas Eve. We're going to have our 10 a.m. morning worship service here. Christmas Eve. December 31st, which would be two weeks from today, the last day in the year, we will have our Sunday morning service at 9.30 a.m. Someone say 9.30 a.m. And then later on in the evening or at night, we have our New Year's Eve service at 9.30 p.m. Someone say 9.30 p.m. All right, so those are the two announcements next week, Christmas Eve, here at 10 a.m., and then December 31st, those two power pack services. We have a apostle, Apostle Yinka, from Nigeria. He leads, and his, and his wife, uh, he leads a mega church in Nigeria, and we're going to be hearing from him later on in the service. So could you please put your hands together for... Apostle and his wife. We're happy to have them today. But could we introduce the, the pastor of this house, Pastor Joseph Prasad, as he comes. Amen. Come on, Liberty, you guys could do better than that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, give God a praise. Let's stand together. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Hallelujah. Are you ready to end this year strong? Stand together and let's worship God. Oh, we worship you, Lord. I'm praising the valley. Praise on the mountain. I praise when I'm sure. Praise when I'm doubting. I praise when no number. Praise when surrounded. This praise is the water. My enemies drowning. As long as
keep quiet for the rest of the year I'm going to lift up my voice onto the hills from whence cometh my help now I want a rowdy service this morning I want want a noisy people this morning I want a shouting people this morning I want somebody to just shout you know why you need a shout because you are, you're, you made it. You are not going to die. You are going to live. Some neighbors did not make it. Some friends did not make it. Some families did not make it. But you made it. And I'm declaring everyone who's watching, everyone who's here today. The devil can't take you out. Can't take you out. Because Jesus is inside of you. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we came to shout hallelujah. And I want to welcome my my friend here today. 
Apostle Yanka, Yanka and his wonderful wife. God is favoring us with mega pastors from around the world. I don't know how that's happening. That's happening this year. Mega pastors are just visiting us. This man and his wife, they speak to thousands in Nigeria. But that's not the only place. He has churches in Canada, California, Ireland, and some other places. He is going to call some of them. And uh, television ministries globally all over the world. And God would just have him to, he was on a cruise to the Bahamas with his wife. And they lodged in the port of New York this morning and slips into our service today. Let's give them a great welcome. (coughs) And uh, I asked him to come after I speak and he's going to deliver something this morning. If God, if God shows up with a man like him in your congregation, you cannot deny him. And I pray the anointing of God over him and his wife. That the latter days are going to be greater than the former days. That Nigeria hasn't seen anything yet out of what God is going to do out of your ministry in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. I'm glad to see all of you. Wow, what a great, great crowd here today. Those of you who are here for the first time, those of you who got calls to come and uh, you connected with, with, with one or two of our global ambassadors, we're making calls all over the place and, and invited you to be here. And those of you who've watched us and you are here this morning, I want to welcome you to the house of God. Come on, let's give our first time visitors a great welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Please note that this is a place for all nations for all backgrounds, and I tell my people, stop judging people when they come into this place. Let God judge people. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Take the beam out of your own eyes before you take it out of somebody's eyes. How many of you are perfect here? Put your hands up. Nobody is perfect. God give us second chances. God give us third chances. And there are people who are slipping into this door. They're looking for another chance. Well, you know what? We're going to give people another chance. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. He's the God of the second chance. And I'm so glad he is here this morning. We're going to have a great time in service, but we're going to have a great time tonight. The place is filled already for tonight. But those of you who haven't paid up, please see the front desk. Not now, but after the service, see the front desk, amen. Now I'm speaking to you, and I want you to turn to Luke chapter 1, continuation of last week's message. I'm speaking to you today on a preacher's tongue that was released to speak the word. A preacher who was struck dumb, released to speak the word. Luke 1 and verses... 62, and they made signs to the father. This is now John the Baptist is now born, and they want to name him. And they made signs to the father, Zacharias. What should we call this boy? Now he's dumb. Remember when the angel spoke to him and says, you shall bear a son? He got dumb, struck dumb. 
and he asked for a writing table. And he wrote, his name is John, and they marveled all. And then his mouth was open, and immediately his tongue loosed, and he spake and praised God. You know, when you, your, your tongue is loose, you better don't curse. Don't go, don't go doing nothing but praise God. Some of you, your tongue is loose this morning. You better praise God this morning. His tongue was loose and he spake and praised God. And fear came on all that dwell upon them. And all these sayings were noised abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea. I'm happy to see Reverend Carlos with us. Thank you for being here. He's a good friend of ours. He knew, he knew me before I was born. He knew my parents before I was born. That's how far he knows me. And verse 66, And all they that heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zacharias, filled with the Holy Ghost now, prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he had visited and redeemed his people, and had raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which has been since the world began. Number one, that we should be saved from our enemies, from the hand of all that hate us. The man was dumb, but now he's speaking. Somebody say, speak, Lord. 72, and he says, to also perform mercy, promise to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he spoke to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. How? In holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. How? To give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of sins. How? Through the tender mercies of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us. What will he do? What will this day spring do? To give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet unto the way of peace. And the child John the Baptist grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the desert till the days of his showing unto Israel. Our Father and God, I thank you for the opportunity. I thank you for a people who are bursting forth with praise before you. Now I pray today that you will now settle us in as a preacher who was dumb. Now his tongue is released. is speaking prophetically to us. 
So I pray today that this prophetic saying will arise in our hearts, touch our spirits, emancipate our minds, drive us from darkness to light. Now I pray that the Holy Ghost will take charge in Jesus' mighty name. And the church say, hey, the church say, you may be seated, you may be seated, hallelujah. It is not a coincidence that God would shut us down sometimes. Sometimes God needs to shut us down for us to reset for a moment when he will bring us back to where he wants us to be. Sometimes if we are allowed to speak, we will say things out of context. And many times it would get us into trouble. And there's a lot of people who have lost their anointing because of what they said at the wrong time and the wrong place. There's a lot of marriages that are ended up in divorce because somebody said the wrong thing at the wrong time and they can't take it back. So sometimes God will shut us down. Don't be afraid of when you lay on your back for a little period. Don't be afraid of when you have to step aside and say, I am waiting on God. Because God is always ready to refill us, revive us, and to reinvigorate us and reset us for a time such as this. I believe I'm speaking to some people this morning who have been through a reset in their life. And has gone through a certain periods of time where nobody can hear from you. Nobody can hear a word from you. you. You, you're a great testifier. You're a great praiser. But there was a time when you were shut down. Anybody understand what I'm saying? But the devil can't shut you down for all the rest of your life. God is going to arise you and loose your tongue. And he's going to lift your spirit up at the right time. And I'm declaring that some people who have been shut down this year, this is a time for you to get loose and freed and, be, and say, I am back and I'm back better and greater and louder than ever before. Do I have some people here this morning who can say, I'm back? Raise your hands and shout, I'm back. Come on, everybody, raise your hands and shout, I am back. And I'm back better. My praise is going to be better. My worship is going to be deeper. My shout is going to be louder. You can't hold me down because God has been too good to me for me to keep quiet in this place. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, I feel God's about to touch somebody. Resurrect them. Move them from a dead spirit into a lively spirit. Move them from death into life. You were down in your in the dumps for a long time. Sickness kept you down. Disease kept you down. People kept you down. Uh, gossip kept you down. The church kept you down. Oh, people who are supposed to be with you, they kept you down. But I came to tell about seven of you. You are not going to be kept down anymore. God is about to lift you up. 
He's about to turn you around. He's about to set your feet on higher ground. I will not be denied of this next blessing. Some people have allowed every Tom, Dick, and Harry to hold them down. Your job is holding you down. Your family is holding you down. People talk about you and it's holding you down. Enough is enough. Drop it like a hot potato. I am back. Somebody high five somebody. Say I am back. I am back. I am not taking no for an answer. I'm back. I'm back. And as I end this year, my tongue is not going to be tied anymore. As I end this year, I am not going to be dumb anymore. God has given me a tongue to praise him. And if I don't praise him, the rocks will cry out. So I get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm about to praise him. Somebody give him a prayer. The Bible says that when he wrote the name John, when he did something that's connected to heaven, God loosed his tongue. He did not write any and all names. He wrote the name that Gabriel gave him. Some of you, you've been called by God and was given a message by God. And it could have been six months ago or nine months ago or nine years ago. When you reconnect to that message from heaven, God's going to loose things in your spirit that has been bound for a long time. You want to get a freedom? Start connecting back to what heaven spoke to you about. Heaven spoke to Zacharias and says, when this boy is born, name him John. If he had written Apostle Peter, if he had written Joe, he would have stayed dumb. But he wrote the exact thing that the angel said to him. And when God tells you something, listen to him. Oh, you may not want to listen to me, but listen to God. But sometimes you got to listen to who God speaks to so he can speak to the people. I told some people a long time ago, and I'm not frightening anybody. If I were not me, I would not mess with an anointed man. Now, you don't, don't hear me saying things like that like me there's a certain thing that when you play with prophets and you play with God's anointed I don't have to do nothing to you you are going to follow your own destruction anybody understand what I'm saying you may not see me walking around like some of them saying touch not God's anointed but believe me not because I look humble means that God is not around me but I say this to say this, that when God ministers to you, just listen to what God needs from you. Because he is about to do things that nobody else can do. And some of you, you have had a quiet and meek spirit. But God says, when you reconnect to heaven, I'm going to loose you and give you boldness. Like I give Peter on the day of Pentecost. 
And when I stand up, I'm going to be able to speak things which are not as though they were. Because I live not by sight, but I live by His lips were open. And the other thing, Pastor Mahes, I want to get a little theological. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, there is no theological construct that could exegetically, theologically and hermeneutically place the Holy Ghost in the box. Because my Bible says the Holy Ghost came upon Zacharias. Yeah, he didn't have to wait on Pentecost for the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will come upon you in any place, anytime, anyhow. And when you open your mouth, you better let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. The three things I want to say, and I'm going to sit down. I want to hear the man of God. First of all, the freedom that we enjoy, Zachariah speaks about it. Second of all, the favor that is extended to all of us, Zacharias talks about it. And the third thing I want to talk to you about is the fruitfulness of the called man. The freedom, the favor, and the fruitfulness. The Bible says in verses 71, he says in verse 70, you can put it up there, and as he spake, By the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began. Number one, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Hey, somebody needs to understand that when he is releasing a word upon you, He's going to release a word of freedom upon you. Because one of the things we have to understand, Gabriel keeps talking about peace. The prophet, as he's releasing the word, talks about how enemies are going to come upon you. David talked about enemies. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me besides the still waters. He restored my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, it comfort me. And thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. But while you do that, thou still anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. And while this happens, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David prophesied, then thousands of years fast forward, Zechariah prophesies and says, I'm about to tell you that you're going to have freedom from your enemies. Did you know that there are people who are out to get you, but you cannot wake up every morning thinking about who is out to get you. You're out to say, the Lord is running after me. As a deer running after the brook, so running after the Lord after me. Everybody who wakes up every morning wondering about who my new enemies is, 
is going to be live a defeated, is going to live a disease and a bitter life. But when you wake up saying, irrespective of my enemies, the Lord is good and he's on my side. And what shall I worry about? If death comes my way, he shall hold death back. If trouble comes my way, he will hold trouble back. But if the Lord be for me, who can be against me? He says, I am releasing a word that you will be saved from your enemies. <coughs> if you're going to be safe from your enemies, why are you worried about your enemies? If you're going to be saved from witchcraft, why are you giving witchcraft so much leverage? If you're going to be saved from people who want to do voodoo, why are you going to give that so much leverage? No, I, 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 I woke up this morning to praise God and to give him thanks and to give him glory. And I'm here to run and shout and dance and give God a praise. I need about seven of you to lift your hands and say, had it not been for the goodness of God on my side, where would I be? Shout hallelujah. Give him a praise. Clap your hands in the holy place. He says, I'm about to save you from your enemies. I'm from the hand of all that hate us. And he says in verse 74, that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hands of our enemies might serve him without fear. For he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. President Roosevelt went in the 1930s during the depression of America. He says, America, you have nothing to fear, but fear itself. Lift up yourself, get to work. We will put America back on its feet. This man, President Roosevelt, was handicapped with polio and he had to move around in a wheelchair. But the wheelchair did not stop him from exuding confidence. Some of you can walk, some of you can shout, but you're handicapped by fear. I came to tell you, I came to tell you, let fear be gone. Because let God arise and his enemies be scattered. And let God be served in our life. So I want to stick a pin here for 30 seconds. Those of you who are living by fear, cut it out. Let God come into your life. Listen to what Zechariah says. He says that he will deliver you from your enemies and that you might serve him without fear. And when you serve him without fear, it means that you are ready to testify of the goodness of Jesus. When you serve him without fear, you may not be an orator, but you can say, look what the Lord has done. When you serve him without fear, you might not be the greatest, the greatest, have the greatest ability in public speaking, but you don't need that. All you need is the, is the God inside of you that's going to emanate outside of you. If somebody shout freedom. He gives you freedom. The second thing he gives you is some found in verse 78. He gives you favor. He says, 78, the tender mercies of our God. 
The day spring from on high has visited us. The day spring from on high has visited America this morning. The day spring from on high has visited New York City. The day spring from on high has come into 98th Street, 106 45 98. The day spring has entered into that door. The day spring has entered into that door. The day spring from on high is in this place. He is high and he's lifted up, and a string fills the temple. He says, and when he visits you, verse 79, he will give light to them that sit in darkness. And in the shadow of death, he will guide our feet into the way of peace. I don't have all the time to exegesis this, but I just want to lift this up. That when he gives you favor, he'll give you favor in your feet. Because peace will be upon you. He will shod you with the, with the entire armor of God. And when you walk, why he says your feet is that where you go, you're not making war. You're making peace. When you walk, you walk with peace. When you talk, you talk with peace. When you speak to your wife, you speak in peace. When you speak to your husband, you speak in peace. Not this warring, warring, warring. When you end this year, you are going to walk in peace. Somebody shout peace. Peace like a river. This is what the world needs. This is what the church needs. Have you ever been in churches that have warring all the time? Every time I meet with leaders and every time I meet in any kind of meeting... I say this is a peaceful place. We're not going to disturb that the peace of God be disturbed. If you notice, I don't tolerate too much bickering and too much fussing and too much in and out. I want the peace of God in this place. My job is to keep the peace of God from the top so that it flows from Aaron's head to his beard to the crown of his garments. It is like the Jew that falls from the Mount Hermon that comes down to Mount Zion. Let the peace of God. I'm going to close here. Stand to your feet. Let the peace of God. I have other things to tell you, but not today. Let the peace of God flow in your life let the peace of God flow in your mouth let the peace of God flow in your body sing a song man of God as I'm going to give him a mic give the man of God a mic he's going to come <coughs> hallelujah how great is a God still with me? How great is a God?
pray for Sister Bibi and Trisha, who came with Sister Ellie, where they are. Just come quickly, just come quickly, sing a little song quickly. I pray in the name of Jesus that God will touch you. Whatever you guys have been experiencing, that the power of God will flow upon you. Every enemy must go in the name of Jesus. Every tear that you have cried, every trouble that you have gone through, God sent you into this place because you need peace in your life. God sent you to this place for a healing. Healing of your body right now in the name of Jesus. Every sickness and disease. Every sickness and disease. Hey, I pray in the name of Jesus. Be thou released. Be thou released. Be thou released. Be thou released. God's working upon you. God's working upon you. together for Apostle Yenka and his wife. God send them here this morning. They're going to deposit a word into our spirit. Use this freedom that God has given you for the next few minutes. This is not by accident. The man of God is worldwide, him and his wife. Thank you for being here. Give them a round of applause. Take your liberty. God bless you. Wow, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We serve a great God. And God is good. Well, this is my bride. Amen. Been married for yeah, just a few days, 33 years about. And uh, she 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 takes good care of me. And so, we're so glad to be here, man of God, woman of God, papa, mama, we honor you. Can we give the Lord a clap of praise? And um, everybody, um, we're just going to take a few minutes. My wife's going to just say one or two things, and I'll say one or two things, and then we'll be gone. Yeah, You may be seated. Praise the Lord. What a joy to be here today. The anointing of God is in this place. Amen. And I want you to know that if you worship here, you are blessed. Amen. Yes. You are highly favored. And if you don't worship here, why on earth are you not worshiping here? <laughs> we want to encourage you. You know, you've come today. Just continue to come. Um, you know, there's just one scripture that I want to just encourage you with. Because as believers, it's important that we encourage one another often. The Bible says in Malachi, very quickly, I just want to show you very quickly, Malachi. Uh, I had it open before. Right. 
praise God. Malachi, the third chapter. You know, the Bible says that they that feared the Lord spoke to one another often. Spoke to one another often, and a book of remembrance was opened. Amen. Before the Lord, for them that feared the Lord, and that thought upon his name. I'm reading verse 16 of Malachi chapter 3. And verse 17 says, and they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my jewels, and I will spear them. I will spear them as a man spears his own son that serves him. Those who fear the Lord speak to one another often. Every one of us get discouraged from time to time. But when we have a brother in Christ, when we have a sister in Christ, that can hold our hands and let us know that God is still with us. Like Pastor was sharing, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Let me tell you something. The Bible does not say we sit in the valley. The Bible does not say we sleep in the valley. The Bible says we walk through. We are passing through. You're coming out on the other side. I said you're coming out on the other side. Because if we don't have someone to encourage us, it's so easy to give up. And the thing is that the devil knows when our due time, when our season of reward, when our time of breakthrough is. And that's when he, put, he puts the greatest pressure on us to give up. The Bible says don't be weary in well-doing. For in due season you will reap if you faint not. So when we're getting so close uh, to that due season, uh, then the devil piles the pressure uh, and he piles on the pain uh, and he piles on the discouragement. We need a sister who comes along uh, and takes us by the hand and says, don't you quit, sister. You're getting closer. You're getting closer. It's time for your breakthrough. I came to prophesy to someone this morning. It is time for your breakthrough. The son of righteousness, the Bible says, will arise with healing in his wings, in his wings. I'm telling you something, you fear the Lord. You're serving the Lord faithfully. You're paying your tithes. And then the devil is telling you, why are you still paying the tithe? The one you paid last year, what happened to it? The one you paid year before the last, what happened to it? The one you paid this year, what happened to it? But let me tell you something. You stand your ground. You stand your ground. You'll be encouraged because you know, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6, that God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love in that you have ministered to the saints and you are still ministering to the saints. He will not forget. A book of remembrance is open before the Lord. There's a book where he records. He records your tithe. He records your offering. He records your prayer. That 24-hour prayer marathon. There's a book of remembrance that God writes your name. And so when there's trouble, God will say minus you. God will say your life is spared. You are a jewel. You are a jewel in my hands. You are not ordinary. You are not like every other person. You are precious in my sight. And I will preserve you. Number one, fear the Lord. There's a lot of craziness going on all over the world. But keep fearing the Lord. People are trying to rewrite the Bible. Keep fearing the Lord. People are trying to tell us it doesn't work to come to church anymore. Keep fearing the Lord. Don't you listen to the negatives. People are saying marriage is not working anymore. Keep fearing the Lord. And I know if you've been looking for a spouse for years, 
and it hasn't come yet. Maybe you're a sister in this place. You're looking for a spouse and it hasn't come yet. And the devil is discouraging you. Well, you know, stop praying about it. God's not going to do it. You know what? Some brothers need extra work. So that when it does manifest, he makes you happy and not sad. Just a little while now and it's going to come. And then you're going to look at him and say, bro, I'm not going to slap you, but what took you so long? Glory to God. We do it based on the word of God. We do it based on the plan of God. We do it based on the purpose of God. So we must fear the Lord. Number two, we must encourage one another. Give somebody a call. How you doing, sister? Send somebody a text. God loves you. God is blessing you. God is favoring you. He's going to be over very soon. Send a text. Then go on a visit when you're not at work. Go check up on someone and strengthen their hands. And let them know that God will never fail. Hallelujah. Human beings may forget the good things you've done. But God will never forget. Hallelujah. Finally, don't you ever give up. Stay positive. Stay in faith. The Bible says, follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Continue to believe the word of God. It may look like it's not working, but let me tell you something. It's working. The God who created the earth and the earth is still spinning on its own orbit. Nobody ever wakes up and says, earth, don't you fall down. No. God's word that spoke the earth into being. The earth is still in existence. That same word is the word that is in the Bible. It's in the promises of God. The God that keeps the earth, he will keep you. He will keep his promises. You will not fail. You will not fall. You will not falter in the mighty name of Jesus. Do I hear you give a shout? Finally, whenever the devil wants to discourage you, get in front of the mirror. Put on some good music. And begin to dance and encourage yourself because you know that you know that you know all things are working together for your good. God is turning it around in your favor. I said, God is turning it around in your favor. It is working, it is working, and you are going to see God manifest with breakthroughs. I see open doors all around you. You will finish this year strong. Somebody say strong. And the next year, 2024, is going to be your very best yet. In the mighty name of Jesus. Give him praise. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. Lift your hands again. Lift your hands again. Lift your hands again. Can we sing that song one more time? How great is our God? One more time. Just wave your hands and thank God. Thank God. We serve a great God. We serve a mighty God. Oh, yes. Lift your hands and thank him. Is our God. Come on, sing that song, everybody. She will be our great. Oh, yes. He's our God. Oh, we'll see our great. Our great is our God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As we walked into this service today, I felt the presence of God. And the Lord began to speak to me about people that were getting healed. There's someone you've been having a condition on your chest, like pain. If you can just breathe in and out and check the, sh- the chest, you'll find that, that you've been healed already. 
and um, I, another person, I, I saw that uh, on the side, the lower abdomen to the right, there seems to be a condition there. The Lord just touched you. The Lord has healed you already. Um, the Lord revealed to me that people are getting healed of pains in the joints. So you've got neck pain. Move the neck. You're getting healed. You've got shoulder pain, shoulder pain, elbow pain is gone right now. You've got pains in your wrist or your hands. Just do what you could not do before. Do what you could not do before. You are healed in Jesus' name. Someone with back pain, touch your toes and you find that you're healed already. Someone jump on your leg. There's been pain there. The Lord has healed you in the name of Jesus. Come on, do what you could not do before in the name of Jesus. And receive it. Just receive it. Just receive it. You don't need to beg. You don't need to worry. You don't need to cry. Just receive and do what you could not do before in the name of Jesus. In the name of somebody's ears. Ringing in the ears just left you. In the name of Jesus. Your ears. I command sickness be gone. Be gone into the wordless places. Be healed now. 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 In the name of Jesus. Thank you Father. Thank you Lord. There's someone here. You got you got a wayward child that's been away from home for a while. The Lord says, this period before the new year, this child is going to call and this child is going to come back home. I see the child not just coming back home, but coming back into the house of God. I don't know who that word is for, but the Lord is revealing you. I saw you clearly. I saw the child calling. I saw the child opening the front door to the house. And I saw the child coming with you into the house of the Lord. The Lord says there's going to be restoration of relationships during this period. Receive it if that word is for you. There's someone here, you're in dire need. I saw another person. Well, we're watchmen, I was sitting down there. I saw another person. You've been having serious um, problems, financial problems. In, in fact, you need like groceries and food. But I saw an anonymous donor. Somebody gave to you anonymously, brought a bag of, of groceries and food and placed it by your door. And, and you found it. And the Lord says uh, there's going to be unexpected breakthroughs. In this season, there's another person you are going to have in the next two weeks. You're going to have an unexpected financial windfall. That's what the Lord, those are the words the Lord gave me for you. And you're in this, you're listening, you're watching. You may be watching all over the world also if that's you. But the Lord says uh, within the next few days before the year is over, you're going to have a major financial windfall. Those were the words the Lord used. Uh, lift your hands and thank the Lord for his presence in our midst today. Let's thank the Lord because he's here. He's here. He's here. He's here. He's here. Hallelujah. Amen. You are next in line for a breakthrough. Can you shake two people and tell them I'm next in line for a breakthrough? I'm next in line for a miracle. Can you do that? Then say loud amen and take your seat. Can you say amen? Please be seated. I just want to quickly drop this word with us that this season, this is the, this is the season that belongs to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's not just um, happy holidays. It's Merry Christmas. Merry. It's about Christ. It's about Jesus. Hallelujah. Isaiah 7.14 talks about Jesus. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. We'll serve a God of signs and wonders. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and shall bear a son. And we shall call his name Emmanuel. 
Praise the Lord. All right. So this Christmas period, I want us to understand that Jesus is excited about Christmas. If you get to heaven, there's rejoicing, there's celebration, there's a buzz in heaven. Hallelujah. Because we are celebrating Jesus' birthday. It's not your birthday, it's not my birthday, it's Jesus' birthday. That's the meaning of Christmas, Christ's birthday, Christ's party, Christ's celebration. It's not my birthday. A family celebrated Christ, Christmas every year with a birthday party for Jesus, literally. An extra chair of honor at the table became the family's reminder of Jesus' presence. A cake with candles, along with the singing of happy birthday, happy birthday to Jesus Christ, expressed the family's joy in Jesus' presence. One year on Christmas afternoon, a visitor to the home asked the five-year-old girl, did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? After a moment's hesitation, she answered, no, but then it's not my birthday. I think many of us forget it's not our birthday. It's Jesus' birthday. It's time to celebrate the celebrant. It's time to take the focus off you and, start, and keep. You know, many of us get, get, you know, pampered and spoiled. Oh, I didn't get this. I didn't get this new sweater. I didn't get this. No, no, listen. We need to make sure Jesus gets presents. And the best present you can give Jesus is his soul. A family member, a friend, you bring them tonight to the dinner. Bring them so that they can get in an atmosphere where they can receive Christ as Lord and Savior. If you're going to clap, clap for Jesus. Bring him a present, a precious soul. Glory, glory, glory. Because it is Jesus' birthday. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible, listen, a group of first graders, some children, they were, they were first graders. They decided they were going to produce their very own Christmas pageant and program. So they produced their very own updated nativity story. All the major characters were there. Joseph was there. The shepherds were there. The wise men from afar were there. But where was Mary? Mary, 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 Mary. Where was Mary? And so, well, shortly after the production began, there was heard from behind some bales of straw, moaning and groaning. Mary was in labor. The children were, you know. A doctor, a little boy, a doctor with a white coat and a black bag was then ushered into the stage and disappeared with Joseph, the little Joseph boy. Behind the bales of straw. After a few moments, the doctor emerged from behind the bales of straw with jubilant smile on his face, holding a baby in his hands. He then announced to the audience, it is a, it's a, it's a God. <laughs> it's not a boy. It's not a girl. This is God that was given birth to. Many of us forget that Jesus is God. The Bible says uh, concerning Jesus that he is the uh, Isaiah 9, 6. He is the almighty God. He is the everlasting father. He's not just another teacher. He's not just another prophet. He is not just one of the masters like the seven ascended masters. And I'm here to tell you, those seven ascended masters are not ascended. They are already descended. 
descended into hell and the regions of damned. He is not one of the ascended masters. He is bigger than Zoroaster. He is bigger than Muhammad. He is bigger than Shinto. He is bigger than any of the men that founded religion in the world. He is God. He is the creator of all things. He is our everlasting father. He is our prince of peace. Shout hallelujah if you love Jesus. He is the Adonai God, the Sovereign Lord. He is the El Elyon, the Lord Most High. He is our El, El, Elohim, the Eternal Creator. He is the Lord, our banner. He is Jehovah Elohim, the Lord, our God. And if our robot of blessed memory had been here, he would have taught us. But since he's not here anymore, he's in heaven. I'll say in Genesis, he is the seed of the woman. In Exodus, Jesus is the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he is our high priest. In Numbers, he is the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. In Deuteronomy, he is the prophet like unto Moses. In Joshua, he is the captain of our salvation. Jesus is our George and our lawgiver. In Ruth, he is our king's man, redeemer. First and second Samuel, he is our trusted prophet. Second kings, first kings, chronicles, he is our reigning king. In Ezra, is our faithful scribe in the mouth. Is the rebuilder of the broken down walls of human life. Check your Bible. You'll find Jesus in all the 66 books. In Job is our day spring from high. He is our Mordecai in Esther. The Psalms is the Lord our shepherd. We shall not want. In Proverbs and Ecclesiastes is our wisdom. He is in Song of Solomon the lover, the bridegroom. Isaiah is the prince of peace. Jeremiah the righteous branch. Lamentation the weeping prophet. Ezekiel. He is the wonderful four-faced man in Daniel. I'll go on and go on. In Micah, he's the messenger of beautiful faith. In Nahum, he's the avenger of God's elect. Habakkuk is God's evangelist crying, revive your work in the midst of the years. And there's a revival coming upon America again. There is a great awakening coming, coming upon America again. America is not going to the dogs. America was not founded for the devil. America does not belong to any man. America does not belong to any political party. America belongs to the king of kings uh, and the lord of lords uh, if you don't like jesus get out of america this is god's own country and he's coming to take back his land i'm here with a prophetic mantle i see a turn around another great awakening is starting and this church shall be a major part of it oh man of god this i see many people coming i see you sir pastoring and raising up people from all over the world servants of god from all over the world and people will come here to drink and catch the fire of revival oh i tell you what stop cursing this land The next thing on God's item for America is not judgment now. You're not listening to God. God always gives revival before judgment. There's going to be revival from sea to shining sea. All the stadiums, all the, the, the big football stadiums uh, are going to be used for Christian gatherings, uh, for evangelism, for 24-hour prayer, marathon prayer vigils. Uh, it's coming. Uh, oh, from the, from, the, from, the, from the church house to the White House, uh, there's going to be a mighty shaking. And every grass in the field shall be touched by God. People shall be touched even without their permission. God is going to enter and invade anywhere where humans are. Oh, he's going to go there and he's going to touch people. You're going to see it in your lifetime in this nation. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Get ready. Get ready. It's coming. Oh, glory to God. And Jesus 
you will be Lord over this land like never before. Lift your hands and worship the Lord. Lift your hands and worship the Lord. Lift your hands and worship the Lord. Oh, Rabakataya Badabosutoya. Oh, Rabababa. I hear the Lord say, Prepare for mega revival. I hear the Lord say, Prepare. Lift your hands and talk to the Lord. Tell the Lord, Use me for it. Use me, use me, use me, use me, Lord. Send me, Lord, to the highways and the byways. Send me, Lord, to my street, to my neighbors. Send me to my school, to my office. Send me, Lord, oh, to my workplace. And I hear the Lord said, I will use everyone that is available. I will use you and I will bless you. I will use you and I will lift you up. Oh, and I hear the Lord say, there's going to be a mighty harvest uh, like never before. Uh, get ready, get ready, get ready. Liberty Bible Fellowship Church, get ready. People are going to come in. Uh, some of them don't look like you. Uh, some of them have various colors in their ears. Uh, some of them have piercings uh, on their eyes, on their nose, uh, on their but they are going to come because they are going to be hungry for the Lord. Open your heart. Jesus is going to the highways and byways and bringing them in into this house. Oh, open your heart and be ready to disciple a new generation, a new type of people. I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, prophesy unto my church and tell them my hand is upon this house for good. Oh, for I've called you. You are not like other churches and other ministries. I have called you as a house and a place where my fire will burn, where the cloud of my glory will be seen. I've called you to be a place, a center of revival, and a place where the nations of the world shall be blessed. And there are people here, I will raise you up, I will bless you financially. Oh, I will put the anointing of Solomon on you, I will put Solomonic grace on you, and you will fund the vision of this house. You will fund the vision of the servants of God and you will send my word and my servants to the four corners of the world. Oh, say the Spirit of the Lord. This is a place where I have chosen to place my name in. Stand up, everybody. While we were worshiping, I saw a vision. I saw a vision. I saw it thrown. A throne of authority with the Lord sitting on it right here. Huge. Actually, while those children, that, that part of the service, while the, the little children were up here, yeah, I saw that. This is a special ministry. This is a unique work. Lift your hands. If you are not yet saved, while your hands are lifted, put one hand on your chest. If you have not surrendered your life to Christ, or you, you've surrendered, you've been saved long ago, but you're backsliding, also put your hand on your chest. I see those hands on the chest. And all, while everybody has to pray, please, if your hand is on your chest, say after me, Heavenly Father, I surrender my heart, my total life to you. Take all of me. From today, I will not turn back from you anymore in Jesus name write my name in your book of life thank you Lord for saving me 
Amen. Put down your hands, everybody. Now, you prayed that prayer. You gave your life to Christ. I want to see your two hands up. You are one of those that prayed that prayer. To surrender your life to Christ. Wave those hands to the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. God. Pastor is going to tell you what you're going to do next. So that you can go on in your journey with Christ. Amen. And now I'm going to hand over. Let's give the Lord a clap and a shout for the man of God as he takes over the service. Wow. Thank you. Apostle Yanka, we give God praise for you. And I believe that God is going to do some, as you touch down into Lagos again, you and your wife, angels are going to surround that plane. And as you enter into that big boulevard towards your home and as they hear that daddy and mommy is back there's going to be a renewed rejoicing by the saints of God that will catapult your ministry that folks are going to come from Poland oh glory to God you have a connection to Poland Poland Folks are going to come from all over the place in Europe to see what God is doing at that ministry. In the first quarter of 2024, people are flying in. God bless you, man of God and woman of God. Come on, give God praise for them. Give God praise for them. Sometimes people don't understand why it is that Pastor Joe is so enamored with people all over the world. I cannot reach these people for Christ as how he and his wife will meet millions that I'll never touch. But when I touch you and I connect to you, I'm connecting to the kingdom of those people you're going to reach. And that's why you see people from all over the world coming here. There's a little heaven coming into this ministry. God says, let heaven come to earth. How many of you believe that we got some great days ahead? <coughs> We're going to pick up the offering. I want to see you tonight. Tonight is going to be great. We have 400 plus coming tonight. It's going to be an awesome evangelistic outreach. We're going to have an invitation to serve the Lord tonight. Folks are going to get safe tonight. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Now I want you to lift your offering before God is the man of God. Get ready to pick up the offering. You can give three ways. You can write your check out now. Take a seat for, for, for 30 seconds. You can write your check out to Liberty Church. Liberty Church. You want to write a thousand. You want to write a hundred. You want to write one dollar. We'll take everything. You could... Bring cash and write your name on it. So that's today. Or you can go online to Cash App, Liberty CH on Cash App, and put your whatever your donation is or your tithes and offering. Or go to our website, libertychurchny.org, and you'll be able to give by debit or credit card there. We want you to give. And for those of you who would like to report when you do your taxes. Uh, I give X amount to the work of the Lord. Every cent is tax deductible. You only have two more weeks left. 
So some of you who need to show 10,000, 15,000, and you only did seven, then you got to write something for 3,000 within the next two weeks. I'm just kidding. just giving you some figures. But you got two weeks left. You got today and the next two weeks. You heard my son talk about next week is Christmas Eve. Somebody shout Christmas Eve. Come dressed up next Sunday. Of course, you're going to be dressed up tonight. Come dressed up next Sunday. Next Sunday at 10 o'clock, we're going to have a Christmas Eve service. And then the following week, somebody shout double. Somebody shout double. Don't come in the night and don't come morning. Come morning and night. Because you want to end this year with double power and double strength. Let's stand together and lift our offering before God. I'm going to ask my dad to come. He's going to close us out. <coughs> Didn't we have a great service here today? Oh, glory to God. Lift your offering before God. Say, this is what God has given me. I return it to him with a willing heart, full measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Come on, let's give to God as the men and the women of God give. Sing a song, and then you're going to finish up. Go ahead. Praise the Lord. Amen. He's going to sing. He's going to sing. Go ahead and sing. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, saying come he's saying bring people who have been laying on your shoulder and crying and worrying about their troubles tell them now be kind to them don't say don't call me back say I know you've had trouble and you've been calling me I need you to come to church before this year is over I want you to do that as an evangelist to reach people. How many of you know somebody who's hurting? You know somebody who's hurting? Reach out to them. Be intentional about it. God is going to bless you. You never know 
a simple, formal invitation. And be very serious about it. Don't say, Galvagai na chiyo I come for some fried rice. No. Say, can I have a word with you? When they hear that, they have to stop. I would like to invite you to church. There's two weeks left, and I would like to get you there. Spend three minutes seriously with them. You don't know what that will do. You could save a life. God bless you. See a lot of you here tonight, 4 o'clock, next Sunday. Amen. Amen. Peace and heart. 5 o'clock. Peace in your home. Peace in your heart. Amen. Happy to uh, to see my good friend, our friendship. Who way back in uh, Guyana, Alexander Village, <laughs> remember, Agricola, <laughs> those are days, amen, hallelujah, and he came part of the family, we welcome you, my brother, God bless you, enjoy the time here at Christmas, Father, we thank you for everyone that come, yes, Lord. I hear the, thank you for the word of God, from the man of God, and from Pastor Joe, sharing the word, sharing the song that you heard, Oh, God, I pray in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost that you will go with us, go before us, and bless us, and bring us back this afternoon at 5 o'clock for a great time in your presence. You are dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you.